This is 50,000 Watt Clear Channel XCRB Radio. This is. Diversity. Uh, you should do a podcast. You should do it. You should totally do a podcast. And now what? I sit here and just say nothing. You know what? If I don't do this now, I never will. It's uh, it's nine twenty-four p.m. It's Wednesday. It's the night of the week. I'm solo, Dad. I just put my boys to bed like half an hour ago. I got some WhatsApp messages. I got some. Uh, I got some tea. I boiled the kettle with the the button press, and it got super hot. And I got a dandy chai tea bag. Um, I don't know much about dandy chai, but I love dandy because it, it sounds like dandenong. <clears throat> so the idea of there being a tea from that is from dandenong, like dandenong tea, it just cracks me up. To be honest, it's kind of bitter. I, I usually put a, a splash of oat milk in it, but today I did not. I just left it black, and uh, it's hitting me right in the right in the clavicle. You know, I just um, I just want to talk and and uh, and let stuff out and keep a record of some things. I want to talk about dad life. I want to talk about life life. I want to talk about trying to create and juggle and balance and and be you know be all the things that you uh, think about being and doing and trying without just being a procrastinating, self doubting dickhead yourself all the time which I'm guilty of and I'm saying you but I should be saying I because I can't speak for anyone else but the moi right now although I know it's a universal issue I'm not alone on these things people no one's alone you always got star meaning unless you're isolated in a sex dungeon trained to the wall and no one's there but you know people man we got way more things going on universally in unison than we than we don't and I think we all kind of know that, we realize that, but it's easy to forget, it's easy to feel that when you're doing wretched thoughts in your brain to yourself. <clears throat> I got a drum key looking at me. I don't even know if it's a drum key. I think it's the drum key that my man Jay Smith left for me. I got a drum kit here, bless it. I, I beat it once, uh, you know, a blue moon. Um, and I and I play the drums once in a blue moon as well. <laughs> and the drum key, I don't know if it really works. Uh, I don't know if I'm applying it correctly. My kick drum, the pedal is too floppy. Um, I'm not a drummer. I need to just disclaim that right now. But I do love the drums and I wish that I grew up playing the drums. And I was a fully fledged drummer now because that shit is tricky. You use a lot of your brain for the drums there's a lot going on your feet your hands simultaneously uh doing different things different times different rhythms it's complex it's uh you know they say drummers are highly intelligent and i'm all for that i can do some basic stuff but it's a hell of a lot of fun a hell of a lot of fun but my but the the, the pedal on my on my on my kick pedal it's 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 coming back too much it's too floppy the point where it the resting point is too far from the actual drum itself. So when I'm pressing down on the pedal to make the kick drum go, it's traveling too far, you know, so I'm trying to tighten it up, uh, but I'm not exactly sure where to, where to put my, where to, where to, where to put it. Actually that I just remembered, I need to get a different, um, I need to get a different uh, screwdriver uh, because that, 
yeah, it's the wrong size. And so I got to try that first. Anyway, I got a drum key looking at me and I got a number one dad cup because uh, I'm one of the number one dads out there. Shout out to all the dads who do a lot of hands-on dadding <clears throat> and face the dadversity and come up strong in the body and the mind. In the mind, mostly. I just said body because of my friend Ryder. He's, he's got a thing called dad hard and I just love that, that idea. But uh, yeah, Tamika's dad gave me dropped this off the other week uh, in a biohazard suit. This is number one dad. It's classic, man. It's the classic like boomer gift. It's from Kmart or something. Bless him. I love it. But you know, it's that kind of gift that comes from that era, that, that, that generation. But it says number one dad and I, and I enjoy it and I, and I use it because it says that, not because of the way it looks by any shape. Uh, I'm going to sip. <clears throat> I might edit that out later, might not. Felt cute, might edit later. You know, I'm kind of just freeballing right now. I want to, uh, you know, I want to kind of go off the top as much as I can because I feel like that's the, the essence. We know that's the purest, the, the the purity, the infinite, where things come in and, and, and go out and keep moving. And I just want to be that conduit. I love Russell Brand. He uses that word all the time. I feel so, I feel so good when he says conduit and he calls someone a conduit. It just makes me feel like it's a, a happy matrix. I'm going to tell... <clears throat> myself that I love myself every morning when I wake up whether I got a bone or a nut I like my showers hot and cold as well because I gotta do the Vim Hof but sometimes it's a little too cold and I can't quite tolerate it and I might get a runny nose or a sniffly little situation where I'm sneezing and I'm losing my patience because I might get judges having COVID-19 when I just took a shower because I wanted to get clean, but it was a little bit cold. And I kept doing it because you got to commit and persist in things that you want to make work. So I persisted until I had a runny nose and then I went back to warm showers for a while. And uh, I'm going to get back into, I don't know about wintertime cold showers. <laughs> Respect to anyone can, who can do wintertime cold showers consistently. I mean, maybe maybe lukewarm. Yeah, that's doable, but just full cold. Yeah, you know, maybe you've got time to do the breathing warm up and get yourself properly acquainted to uh, get in that situation. If you've got a couple of kids barking up your uh, upper leg before you're trying to get in and out, then you probably haven't got time to sit down and do some hyperventilation before you put your body under the excruciation of some freezing water down your back. Oh, man, it's, it's a fight or flight. That's what you're getting into. And uh, you withstand it and breathe through it. And you reach highly hole. Uh, highly, highly hole. You reach highly hole. Google it. Tell me what it's about. I don't know what it's about. And, uh, and, 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 and that's where the train runs. And if you, you wanted to stop at all stations, you can. Um, but you might get off at some places that aren't worth visiting. That's inevitable if you're going to live life that way. Uh, but that's why they say it's the journey, right? Because you, you just keep on going. You get on, you get off. You press the button. You try not to touch anything so you don't get COVID-19. Lockdown. Lock down. Man, we're getting down to like 14 cases a day 
we're still cooped up. I get it. They got to play it safe. Whew, that 9 p.m. curf, 9 p.m. nephew. <sighs> well, well, well. Now what do you do? What do you do when you just stop talking, you think of something else, you look around, you refer to your notes? I'm going to make some notes. I got notes. Wow. <laughs> I got notes. I got notes, man. I got, I got notes coming from overseas. 300 Gs. Um... I'm going to tell this one. So the idea of the podcast, I'm going to call it Dadversity because I'm a dad and I'm a pretty hardcore dad. I do a lot of dadding. Since I became a dad, my job has been at nighttime and on weekends. So during the day, I'm around to be dad. And I did have a part-time day job three days a week when I was at first a dad for the first two, two and a half years to three years. And then when our second boy came along, I was still working two jobs. That was a hectic year. And then when he turned one, we'd spent a year down the coast in Phillip Island, beautiful uh, coastal spot, two hours from Melbourne. And uh, we moved back to the big smoke. And um, yeah, and then I quit my part-time job and I just, kept doing DJing and music, working weekends, and, and uh, Tamika got back into her workload. And, and then from that point on, I mean, I was, I was dadding a lot, like majority, I was a primary caretaker. And uh, I done paid some dad dues. And it's been, it's been all kinds of things. It's been, it's been everything. It's been the full spectrum of, full spectrum of uh, humanity almost. Gosh, I mean, it's a stretch, but it's 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 intense living it's intense living it's a lot of uh, a lot of challenges a lot of difficulties a lot of doing stuff that you wouldn't be doing if you had your way <laughs> but you want to procreate you want to get that swerve diddly irv on you want to be p diddy on the sheets and then say you don't want to play with a baby that ain't that doesn't calculate you got a broken calculator or the battery's low or it's a solar-powered one and the sun's not shining. You know, that's the reality, man. I mean, I, I remember thinking about being a dad and I was like, oh, I'm going to love being a dad. I'm my little boy. I'm going to kick the footy with him. I'm going to kick the ball to him and, you know, we're going to play. Yeah, when he's two or three. What about the two years before that where you're cleaning up shit and vomit and talking to a piece of cardboard who doesn't speak back to you, who wakes up, disrespects you, wants food, dribbles, dirties everything, does nothing around the house, speaks no English. Forgot about that. Didn't think about that little period of time. Didn't think about that. They don't want you to sleep. They don't want you rested. They don't want you to get your eight hours. I listened to a podcast, a Joe Rogan podcast. He was speaking to some doctor of sleep. This guy had studied sleep so much. He said anything less than between the human average, required average of seven to nine hours. Am I even recording? Is this here recording? Yeah, I think so. Anything less was killing you, literally shortening your life. That blew my mind. The amount of hours, months or years that I've probably lost in my life. Everyone's lost. 
It was hard to believe, and I've told people about it, and now I know they've had that look in their eye like, hmm. But this guy was so damn hell-bent on the truth of what he was saying. I should revisit it. It was interesting. But yeah, you know, that means these babies are killing us. Systematically killing their parents. Literally. By depriving them of the sleep they need to not die earlier. How about that, Dad? I want to, I want to cut, I want, I want some boob and you will die sooner if you do not. You'll die sooner. Yeah, everybody's going to die. You know, the crazy thing is the way we change though when we become parents, you know, the whole, the whole structure of your brain changes, your physiology gets clay, gets, you know, put in the kiln, melted down and built back up to form an organ, Jay Electronica, my favorite rapper. You know, it gets, it gets, it gets rebuilt. It gets twisted, it gets paper mache it gets holy guacamole into a whole new spatial fraction. And um, it has to, right, to cope with that kind of change. You know, you go from just having a nap to um, being lassoed by the devil at four in the morning. I woke up on the couch completely bamboozled. No idea how I got there. There wasn't a baby in sight. I, I wasn't even next to the baby. I was on the couch and it was dark and I was confused. Ah, oh, man. But yeah, if that's all true, um, then I guess, you know, you got you to gotta live for the moment, as we already know, because uh, your death is coming sooner because you ain't sleeping enough. I remember when P. Diddy said that he sleeps for like six hours a night. Was it even six? Might have been five. He said he went to bed at like 4 a.m. every night and woke up at 10. And he said that was his daily MO. I wonder what that doctor would say about him. His pity, P. Diddy's. But why do you want to live longer if you're not living stronger? If you're not living, if you're not here living while you're here, while you're awake? Oh, I must get to bed or else I'll die at 75 instead of 76. Must be off to bed. So, you know, yeah, fuck all that, really. Where was I? God knows. Um, yeah, man, those babies come out as babies. They don't come out kicking a footy, calling you dadder. Ah, yeah, so, you know. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about being a dad because that's a huge part of what I am and what I do and how my days are filled. And this lockdown session since March, with the exception of apparently June, I don't know, it's all a blur, uh, has been wall-to-wall, relentless, flat, stick, pedal to the metal. Daddy. Dad, can you play with us? Hold on, mate, I'm just scrolling the gram vacantly, sipping my third coffee, sending my brain into an absolute vortex of anxiety and disharmony with my local surroundings. Eckhart Tolle is blowtorching me in the ear, trying to get me to bloody come back to life. I've got to put my phone away. Shit's vibrating. I don't want it. I need to put that. Put your phone away, everyone. Stop listening to me, okay? If you've got something to do, you've got something you've been wanting to get done, don't listen to this, okay? Don't let me distract you with my horseplay. Where was I? Gosh darn. Wow. I mean, I don't really know. 
I don't know where I was. Yeah, just lockdown, man. Gee whiz. The test. Physical exercise has been my saviour. Running the boys wild. Wild? Running them wild? What the fuck does that mean? Running them... I've been running. They've been wild. I guess that's what that means. Yeah, just burning the calories and uh, sweating out all the disdain for reality. Sweating out all the angst. Sweating out the uh, inability to comprehend what has happened to the world and my life and my DJing and my socializing and my gigs where I go and DJ an event with my friend Joshua Tavares singing and other friends playing saxophone and getting paid to entertain. I'm actually having leisure time away from parenting. Little do they know they are paying me to have a better time than I would be having at home. God bless them. I miss that stuff. But hey, I'm fortunate. You know, I got a lot to be. I got a hell of a lot to be thankful for. I'm grateful for. I got two beautiful boys, stunningly annoying boys. No, they're great. You know, they're so interesting. They're so different. What? I need to get a DNA test done sometime. Ah, yeah, man. I got a great partner, baby mama, life partner. That is a whole, uh, that's a whole, you know, 15 hours I can talk about that relationship and uh, the journey. But Tamika, she's, uh, she's, she's incredible. This uh, lockdown, she has basically created, uh, she found herself in the eye of a perfect storm where all her passions, all the work she's been chipping away at and her, her ideas and endeavors just she just like it was like um i don't know she was like that she was like i was gonna say cow you know the cow spinning around in the storm it's from uh, what's it called uh wizard of oz right so I, but then i can't call her a cow that's fucking abhorrent was there a car there or a barn she was something else she could be herself spinning around but you know got caught right in the apex that's not the word that's a mountaintop now she's kind of climbing to the apex anyway what i'm trying to say is she just like everything that she'd been working on all the impetus she shedded the doubt she shed all her all her doubt and question and just punched punched the kung fu mannequin with the wooden arms right in the chest and exploded it and she's uh she's turned her business into a thriving little vehicle and um I'm so impressed and proud and it's been perfect timing. It was like, well, I don't have a job anymore. My job evaporated like a drop of agua caliente on the desert floor, you know, hot springs in the steam room, sauna bath, Japanese bathhouse. I want to go to the sauna so bad. I miss the sauna. And uh, yeah, she's like, you ain't got a job, I'm doing my thing. She didn't say that. She never said, you ain't got a job. But I had no job and she was like, bang, now's where I, I'm the python now and I'm going to strike, I'm going to attack. And um, damn, she did it. She went all the way and she's doing it. And it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's incredible. So with that momentum going that way, I've just gone deeper and deeper and deeper into just holding down the domestic duties. And it's been mind-numbingly, mind-numbingly boring at times. And uh, 
Sometimes I've found real joyous feelings of just being completely immersed and in the moment with my boys. And, 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 and I guess right now I'm going to come back to the point and the story that I put in my notes. Not the story, but the, the point I wanted to make. And I guess this, this could apply to, to, to any creative parent who is swamped with their, their obligations and duties as a parent throughout the day throughout the majority of the week and finds themselves with little to no time to pursue their creative endeavors, their passions that they love and that they did before they were a parent and whenever they can as a parent, even though at the end of the night you put your kids to bed and sometimes you just want to jerk off and put on Netflix or do that simultaneously in any kind of sequentiation that you feel. Uh, But yeah, you're just a a flat tire. And I was kind of like that tonight after putting the boys to bed. I was like, man, I'm I'm, I'm just going to tap out and prepare myself for the night. But I had to start this because you just got to start something sometimes. And I was going to think more about how to do this podcast and how to talk, what I'm going to talk about and dot point it out and make a little calligraphy set pen of do's and don'ts and say this and pronounce that. But, you know, I just made sure that I could hear myself in the headphones. I can see green recording. I can see a red line moving. I hit record and and, and so, I yeah, you know, I saw a magnet on a fridge once and it said... Uh, I don't know what it said. I can't remember, but it was something along the lines of start, uh, start, whatever you do, start it. The power is in starting with that in mind. I just, yeah, I thought, you know, fuck it. Like, let's just do it. And so to get back to what I was speaking about, that's been one of the most challenging things for me, especially since having a second child, finding the time and, 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 uh, and energy especially something like music production and, and beat making and stuff. It's quite time consuming. It's the kind of thing you do when you're, you know, when you're single and in your twenties and you're just like eating and, and, and farting everywhere. And you just spent, you know, you, you'll start on it and then you'll realize it's nighttime and you haven't eaten and you haven't had a drip, a, a drop of water since Moses. And so those windows of time just more or less simply don't exist. You know, once you become a parent or you, they, they can, they're harder to come by. And so especially when you've got more than one child, when you have dos or tres, dos, tres, cuatros, man. So my point is, it's tricky. But my takeaway was that I've, I've found myself pouring that creativity that I'm not pouring into music making into my children by, you know, being a clown or just saying weird things or just, you know, wordplay and, and, and creating with them and trying to bamboozle them and, and entertain them. Because, you know, they, they watch these TV shows and you've got to be careful with this stuff, man, when they're watching TV. Like that some of these shows, they're methamphetamine-like. There's a show called um, Teen Titans. That show does not stop. You watching that show is like being in a ring with Mike Tyson, Bruce Lee, um, Dolph Lundgren, Evander Holyfield, and Gandhi tickling you with a feather duster while the rest of them do their assorted versions of combat technique on you all at once. There's, a, there's no way, like, you, you can't pause, you can't breathe or turn anywhere. This show isn't just a barrage. It's almost like a social media equivalent of a show. Now, don't get me wrong, it's actually funny. It's got some adult stuff in it as well as stuff for the kids but it's just intense and it's a barrage and it's like that's why I love putting on the Ghibli film because they slowed down and I remember the first time I put on my neighbor Totoro for the boys and Sol couldn't quite get it it was like 
this is different. This is slow. And I guess his brain was probably in some kind of drug fiend state of need. It's like, oh, I'm not being hit with enough lights and enough noises and words at the moment, like the Hollywood and typical American kid stuff right now that I can't compute and I don't know what's going on. But I made sure he persisted and we watched the film and, and he loved it, you know, as, as anyone does, man. You got, you got a heart, you got a soul, you got an imagination, you're going to love Studio Ghibli, Miyazaki. Whoa. And so, where was I? How long have I been doing? What is it? It doesn't really say. Nah, it can't be. Half an hour? Um, yeah, you know, so with that in mind, they're, they're watching some of these shows. And for example, I'll, I'll sometimes turn that off and jump, literally jump in front of the TV and start performing, start saying something just nonsensical and dancing and pretending I'm some kind of coyote mixed with Hakeem Olajuwon with a jam piece of toast hanging out the, the edge of my mouth and probably high off caffeine. And I'll, and I'll see, you know, I get them because I work at it. And if they try to like, and they try to fade off, like, uh, you're not as hectic as Teen Titans, dad, man, what are you doing? And you're weird. You're weird, firstly. Um, I'll come at him again. And then, and then, you know, you do tickling and stuff and you like pretend your hands are helicopter propellers and you start going, chugga, 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 I'm going to helicopter your chest. Um, not in a violent way, but like it's a tick, you know, a, a tickle tickle copter and so then you come at him with you with your fingers and you just bury it in their chest and you do that you ever seen temple of doom indiana jones kalima and he puts his hand through his chest that is violent scary as a child man when he did that kalima pulls the man's beating heart right out in front of him shows it to him and then cackles like a madman and burns him in a pit of lava and feeds his heart to someone can't remember what he does with the heart. Maybe he puts it in, in his sock drawer to marinate his footwear. I don't know. But yeah, anyway, yeah, so I yeah, so I tickle him. You, know, you, you, you do your things. Um, what happens at the end of the night is a lot. And this is back to the point I was trying to make is that I have told so many bedtime stories over the years. I just cannot remember how many there would be. And... I can only remember maybe a couple of the stories I've told, but there would be hundreds. And um, there was a part of me who was thinking about creating and making things and, you know, having something to share and, oh, I want to do this so I can put that out and so I can build my name and build this and become something. And I was like, damn, all those stories I've told that were quite inspired. A lot of them were, I was really in the zone and I was like burning my last ounces of energetic uh, creativity fuel, you know, in, the, in those stories. And yeah, I was thinking, damn, there's some good stories there. Imagine I had those, I could like write them down and make them into children's books and I could get an illustrator and sell children's books. And, you know, maybe, maybe I can still find a way to do, to do that sometime. But that little sort of morning, M-O-U-R, morning, um, the, the morning, the creativity, you know, the, the loss of it, like it's gone. Uh, morning, the, stop saying morning. I don't want to say morning. It's nighttime. What I'm trying to say is that, that the, the loss, like, oh, I don't, I don't have it. Oh, it's gone. I, I don't keep it. Uh, but, you know, like there's a, like a, a sense of loss that I can't turn it into something or, you know, create it into anything. Oh, what a shame. Yeah, that feeling. And then I thought about it and I was like, 
be that as it may be, as cool as it may be to have a record of them that I could turn into something. And then more, the more that I talk about this, I realize that I, I'm going to have to write down some of these stories because if I can speak them out to them at night, I can write them out. And, I, and, and so the little, the little silver moment I had, silver sunshine moment was maybe I haven't got these stories on record, but their brain has them on record. You have written code on the brain tissue of your children as they've been drifting off to sleep and it's sinking into the deep, dark, murky, swampy depths of their subconscious. I don't know how dark and murky and dirty they are at that age. It's probably not, not like now when you go on an ayahuasca trip as an adult and suddenly your subconscious is being steam cleaned through a washing machine before your very eyes while you lie there traveling through cinema screens of outer worlds within your own world. Anyway, it's sinking in. And so that was my positive takeaway of that. And I think that that idea could potentially help parents who, who have that frustration that I have. And I know when you create something, even if it's just your hobby, it's a pleasure, it's something you love, or whether you're trying to build it into what you do to make money on this planet, uh, to survive and feed your children and have a house, the need to have that expression, you know, to express that remains and it's valuable. And it has been for me. And, and to be able to see it in that light is like, it doesn't matter that you you haven't produced a song tonight. You've some little aspect, little tiny particle in the millions of particles every day that get put into your child's brain. Maybe it's just a nice little Ghibli kind of story, peaceful, fall asleep, magical story. One of them was about ice cubes. It was a bunch of ice cubes living together in the freezer. And uh, they felt that they didn't belong there and they had to get back to the Iceland, the Arctic shelf, the Arctic region, Antarctica or the North Pole or Greenland or something. You catch my drift. It was a journey for from them to get from this household freezer all the way back to the Arctic shelf. I think I'm going to leave it at that, guys. Uh, that's episode one. I don't. I mean, when I say guys, who the, who the fuck am I talking to? I'm, to, I'm talking to a, a pop filter. And um, an idea, talking to an idea. But I've enjoyed this and, I, and, and this is great for me. So maybe I'll keep sharing these and, and we'll talk and I'll set up an email address and I'll call it Dadversity for now, Dadversity. And maybe I should go get Dadversity at gmail.com if it isn't already taken. Um, maybe I'll do that now while I sip the rest of my dandy nong chai. Good night to me. I love you. Goodbye.